Spooderman. The Spooderman. Spooderman. This is a spoiler-free zone, in case you're worried. You want to know one of the reasons why it's spoiler-free is because I actually haven't seen it yet. At this time of recording, I see it in I see it in two hours. The movie comes on in two hours. One podcast host always sees the Spider-Man movie, and the other one never does. Which one's ne- the liar? That doesn't never? really work. No, that doesn't. Because I am going to see it, so the never does not... Uh, I was trying to do the labyrinth, uh, one tells the truth and one lies thing, you know. Uh, I failed. I mean, I saw Spider-Man. You have seen a Spooderman. Yeah, it's a tremendous, uh, a, a tremendous movie. Do you, for one, celebrate Spider-Man's success? Yeah, uh, I'm really liking how much money it's making. It's going to be good for movies in general. Hey, it made $50 million on Thursday night in America. Yeah, that's insane. That's huge. It made $120 million on Friday. Holy moly. Uh, The theaters are back, baby. Yeah. Uh, We rented a a screen for it. I had 20 people at at my rental. Were you all hype? Were you cheering and stuff? Oh, yeah. Some... some, There was a couple parts where I I was sitting in between my my cousin David and and Derek, and... uh, there was a couple scenes where I just reached out and grabbed both of their chests. Like I just, I reached out and grabbed them just a few times, like involuntarily. <laughs> I just had to grab them. Like, are you seeing what what I'm seeing? Is this real? And so uh, it was very, very good. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I cannot wait to see this. I think, I think here's what I think, Nick. I think like. 10 years from now when we look back at the covid times and we and we said man it really did a number on like movies and theaters and entertainment and stuff and like what what was it like when when did the tables turn when did the turntables and uh, i think it's going to be spider-man yeah hopefully i i think they should just release things as planned because if it's if it's gonna be good it's gonna like it's drawing the people in you know yeah yeah. You know, I just realized I still haven't seen uh, Ghostbusters and I still haven't seen James Bond. Me too. I'm waiting for James Bond. I want to I wanna buy a five-pack of the 4K Blu-rays. So I'm waiting for that to come out. And then yeah. I want to watch them all in a row. Yeah, that's probably smart. Um, well, speaking of uh, Blu-rays and uh, things that, that we've watched, let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. Now dig on this. What we done watched. I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Pretty much mostly that. I, I also just, right before we recorded, watched the new Wheel of Time. It shows really good, man. Okay, I guess I need, to, I need to check it out. I need to put it on the rotation. It gives me hope for Amazon making Lord of the Rings, which I did okay. not have prior to this. The, the budget, the quality of the effects, the quality of the acting, it's really good. Okay, that that's actually given me hope for the Lord of the Rings. That's good. Yeah, this is the first time I've I've thought about the Lord of the Rings series and thought maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Uh, so I watched uh, started watching Spider Man Two because you were talking about it and how good it was. Yeah. Uh, man, Doc Ock. The Doc Ock effects are pitch perfect. It looks absolutely real. That's because it is. Those are puppets. It's unbelievable. Like they have, like they're a character. Yep. Really incredible. Uh, so that that was really good. Um, except I forgot. Like 
nothing goes his way in the beginning of that movie. Nothing goes his way in any Spider-Man movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like constantly. I totally forgot. It's just like constantly. He's just getting ripped on. Um, Oh, he really gets hammered in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, he really does. Um, What do you think about um, what's-her-name as Mary Jane Watson? Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst. I love Kirsten Dunst. Uh, I had a gigantic crush on Kirsten Dunst. Really? Yeah. I never did. Redhead Kirsten Dunst worked for me, which is weird because I usually, 99.9% of the times, I go for blondes, and she's normally blonde, and then I liked her better as a redhead. Huh. How about that? Um, acting, acting why she's fine. I just, I never had a, like a crush on her or anything. I like her. Um, you know what else I watched? I, I said with the, me and the family, we watched eight bit Christmas. I want to watch that and I will, but tell me it, about it. It is so good. It's like HBO nailed it. It, it. Like this is good enough that it will be in like permanent Christmas movie rotation at Excellent. Christmas time. That's what I want to hear. That's the, what yeah. I like. Cause I'm, 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 you may not know this about me to look at me or to hear the things I say or, or just knowing me in general, but I super love Christmas movies like around Christmas time. I know you do. <laughs> like I get super into it and I watch like I watch Christmas story like 10 times around Christmas every year. It's just, I love them. I love Christmas Christmas well, movies. I, I know for a fact that you're going to love this movie. It's so good. It's like such a throwback to the eighties. Like if you have any memories of the eighties, you're gonna love this. Uh, there is a there. They feature the diarrhea song, and <laughs> Aaron and I, I swear we were crying, like we were dying at this song because like the casting is so good. These kid actors are so good, and this this one weirdo kid, <laughs> it's just so funny. I, you, I don't know if you could put a clip in here or something. Like he's so funny, and he sings the diarrhea song. And I like I haven't heard that song in thirty years. I could put you it know? in if it's in the trailer or something. I'd have to find it. It was not in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I highly recommend it. You can watch it with your kids. It's so funny, really good. Uh, and uh, the guy that was in Saving Silverman, uh, Va- uh, Zahn. Steve, is it Steve, Steve Zahn? Zahn? Yeah, Steve Zahn's great in it. He's so good. Love a Steve Zahn appearance. Yeah, I like don't don't count out Steve Zahn, y'all. He's great. Yeah, he is. He's great. So that's all that's all that I had done watched. Um so maybe we should talk about some new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, we only we only have a little bit of news here. Yeah, so Oh, hold on. It's my alarm to ice my back. Ah. Your back fell out? Man. Eh, kinda. My back! My back! Um, yeah, so this, we only have this one piece of news where it's, um, so Taika Watiti is going to play Blackbeard, the, the famous pirate Blackbeard, in an HBO Max a pirate comedy series called Our Flag Means Death. That means that I am going to watch it. Uh, absolutely going to watch this. Um, th- th- this is a do not miss, I would say. Yeah, so HBO, Taika, Blackbeard, pirate comedy. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm there. Uh, we, You know, we really don't need to hear much else about it. Like, I, don't, I probably don't even need to see a trailer. I'll just watch this. Yeah, I would 100% watch this. But we are... 
going to talk about the trailer on the because that's what we do. Yeah, that is sort of the point. Th- that is what the show is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's coming. I don't know when that's coming. Uh, look it up for if you want to know when it's coming. Look it up for yourself, lazy uh, yeah. person. What do you to this? expect to get out of here? News about things? <laughs> yeah, like uh, information. No, come no, on. that's not the point. Okay, come on. Uh, we ain't got uh, no questions times this week. It's gonna be a sh- kind of a shorter episode. Um, if you feel gypped, uh, talk to uh, the bank. I yeah. guess. Yeah, this is a, a, a speed episode. <laughs> daddy's got to get to spider-man yeah uh, this is ben has got to go to spider-man episode (laughs) ben has got to go to spider-man he has got to go to spider-man spooderman so we do have some new 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 uh, give it bring the dog back i forgot what i did (laughs) the new 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 trailers folks we have an adele eight an adele eight (laughs) We had fewer, but I added some just to get to eight because, you know, we have to have at least some. We have to have something to talk about here. That it's uh, We're right upon Christmas time, so it's like all the stuff that's going to come out is like going to come out. Yeah. We got a yeah. couple here, though. We do. So this first one, this is an enigma to, to Nick and I, and I think a lot of people, but there is a trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I didn't know that there could be a worse title for a movie than The Crimes of Grindelwald, the second movie, which I never saw. The The plot of this is the third installment of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series, which follows the adventures of Newt Scamander. But does it, though? Because it really seems like it's about like stuff from the first set of movies about Dumbledore and Mads Mikkelsen, Grindelwald, who replaced Johnny Depp. Uh, I I feel Jude Law should not be doing this because I like him and I want him to be in things I want to watch and I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I don't want to watch this either. This, I don't understand the, 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 I don't understand this because on paper, Nick, the formula for these movies should be a, it should be a slam dunk. Yeah. And yet they're just boring. They're so boring. And it's in the 1920s. Like that is a really cool time period, and 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 the art and the the architecture and everything was so cool. And and yet it's like I feel like it's squandered on this because they I don't feel like they don't know what they're even doing. Like it's not about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And then they're like trying to cram that in there too. You know, I don't know. I just don't like it. And I like the Harry Potter movies. It's not like I'm anti Harry Potter. I think they're very good movies. Yeah, I just, this is like Doki Doki Panic. Like Doki Doki Panic was a game that they slapped Mario on top of, and it's and it's not. But the the difference is is that Mario Brothers Two was like pretty good and fun, and this is just not. Yeah, it it's not fun. It's no fun, and it's I I don't see the point because I already know the end of the Dumbledore saga. Do you know anybody that that likes these movies? That's like real big into them. No, I do not. I don't either. I don't. I've never heard anybody talk about these, fellas. If you've heard someone talk about these in a positive light, let us know. Uh, I want something else in the 1920s. I don't know what I want. I just want something else. The Rocketeer. Ooh, a 1920s Rocketeer. Yeah, like a prototype. Oh, a steam Rocketeer. Let's just make a rock. Let's take the budget of these and give them to the uh, the dude making the new Rocketeer stuff. I need a Rocketeer anthology where it's like Rocketeer across the decades. Yeah, I want that. 
Each decade gets its own Rocketeer. Fantastic Beasts and the Rocketeer. Fantastic Rocketeers and the decades they're in. Agreed. Yeah. All right, so that so moving on from that, uh, we have an international trailer for the Batman, uh, or as this trailer calls him, the Batman. Yeah, the Japanese trailer. There's some new footage in this one, uh, some more stuff with the Riddler. Um, also, it looked like the clown gang that was in the uh, Batman Beyond cartoon, like the Jokers, the gang of them. I don't know if that's... I. I don't know anything about DC, obviously. I don't know if that's not only just in Batman Beyond, but there's like a bunch of people with Joker makeup, and I thought maybe that was like a reference of of Batman Beyond. Um, I I super love Zoe Kravitz as as Selena Kyle, though. Do you think we'll get uh, a live action Batman Beyond at some point? Oh yeah, they'll 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 make everything. They'll make every single property at some point here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Michael Keaton will be in it too. I think. They'll have Michael Keaton be the, the Bruce the Wayne. Old, yeah, yeah, the old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that could be cool. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Yeah. This Batman yeah, movie looks Bat- awesome. Batman. I hope what? I said it looks awesome. This Batman movie. I, I hope it is. I still really want to see this. this yeah. looks, it looks really good. Um, uh, Matt Reeves is a really good director. Yeah. So we're still hyped for that. Uh, next trailer we have here is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Alright, the plot of this is an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. So this stars Michelle Yeoh, who we love on this podcast. We love her. But we also got Jamie Lee Curtis, she's cool too. Uh, James yes. James Hong, who's in every everything. Like That guy's probably got the biggest IMDb history of anything (laughs) Uh, and those are the people I've heard of but this is an A24 movie about Michelle Yeoh going through the multiverse of herself it just looks great it looks absolutely insane this looks crazy and yet you you can't help but want to see it like even if you don't really understand it from the trailer you're like I think I need to see this well she has such gravitas that she sells it just by being on screen like she can sell anything you know she really can i she is um she's almost like a swiss army knife like she can do any kind of movie Mm -hmm. action like comedy sci-fi kung fu uh serious drama like she can do it all we're living in a in a a Michelle Yeoh renaissance right now where she's popping up on a lot of stuff and i for one am very glad of it yeah, I am too. You know that Green Destiny movie she was in that was you know the sequel to Crouching Tiger was not great, and I'm so so very happy that she got past that and mm-hmm. is like in other things. Yeah, she was in Chang Chi. She was in that uh, that Karen Gillan movie Gunpowder Milkshake. She's just yep. popping up all over the place. She was in that. She was the only good part in that Star Trek show, in my opinion. She's making that uh, that Witcher prequel series. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about that in the new news, did we? But yeah, that's uh, she's going to be, and that's coming out in. Is it coming out next year? Uh, I think so. It's called Blood Origin. It says twenty twenty two on. Yeah, so that'll be next year. It says twenty twenty two. She's in. She's got a lot of stuff coming out here. Uh, 
I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Oh, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at the end also, wasn't she? She was one of the Ravagers, so she's in two Marvel things. Yeah. So great. So this renaissance, we welcome it. Yeah. And we will watch this movie. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, next one here is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And this also looks insane. <laughs> I'm glad you think I have a, a massive talent, Ben. It's good to be back. Uh, hi, my name is Nicolas Cage. Uh, this movie is uh, a very special movie for me. The plot being a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party. Uh, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. So, uh, yeah, this is Nicolas Cage, me, Nick Cage, uh, basically living my actual life, Ben. This is the, the kind of stuff I do day in and day out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to talk about how this Matrix Resurrections is meta, but this is this actually is the most meta, I think. Yeah, I didn't know who Pedro Pascal was. I thought this was just a thing that was happening to me. I, I was curious about the amount of cameras around, but, you know, the way I live my life, there's cameras all over the place. <laughs> Nick, I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, is this the weirdest movie you've ever made, you think? That's the thing, Ben. You'd think it would be an easy answer, but it's not. <laughs> I've played some really, really weird characters. Uh Everyone knows that meme vampire movie, and I'm going to be Dracula in, in that Renfield movie that's coming out. So I'm going to get real weird with it. I, I'm just going to be honest with you, Ben. Plus, this one has Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Everybody loves that guy. So, you know, I think this actually looks really good. You know, some people want to hate on you, Nick, but uh, this looks fun and weird. Yeah, this is probably my uh, greatest achievement uh, this week, Ben. What have you been spending your money on? I bought a, a T-Rex skeleton again, and it, it was seized again. Would you believe it? Yeah. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's getting annoying. You think eventually they just let me keep one of these T-Rexes. Uh, I guess I'll just Wait. make some Saban movies and buy another one. You, you need one of those fan clubs like Britney had. Like, instead of free Britney, it's, you know, let Nicolas Cage keep his... Uh, his T-Rex skeletons? I think those people should uh, uh, spend their time trying to help my friend Bruce Willis. He needs more help than I do. <laughs> uh, we'll get to Bruce here, Brucey in a, in a minute, won't we? That's exactly right, Ben. The unbearable weight of massive, ta- massive talent about me, Nicolas Cage. Uh, you know you want it. You know you're going to see it. Everybody, come on. It's Nick Cage. And I- I'm going to go now. But I'm actually not going to leave uh, because I am staying here because they repossess my house. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Oh, bye, Nick Cage. <laughs> right, see ya, see ya, Nick Cage. It's good to, ha- good to have you as always. So uh, I will watch this. Everybody watch the trailer for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent because even the trailer is, is extremely good. Yeah, it's bonkers and, and looks great. Uh, oh, and, and yeah, Pedro Pascal, he doesn't usually do bad things. Yeah, he's pretty great. Even if he's in something bad, it's probably fun to just watch him. It is. All right, so the next trailer we have here is Clean, and uh, my review of this trailer is, uh, what? Yeah, this is Adrian Brody. The uh, Who? <laughs> the plot of this is, <laughs> tormented by his past, a garbage man named Clean attempts a quiet life of redemption, but soon finds himself forced to reconcile with the violence of his past. Jess said she hoped this was a dirty origin story, like a gritty origin story for Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
is isn't Adrian Brody a singer? No, what? Adrian Brody from like King Kong and Predators and The Pianist. He won Best Actor. Oh, that Adrian Brody. How can he's unmistakable? He looks like an Easter Island head or something. He's got a really weird face. He does have a really. I was thinking, I'm mixing him up with some singer. He just. Uh, this is. This was so strange to me. It was. It's like real bloody. This trailer is really bloody. And and Adrian Brody doesn't seem like the guy who's who walks around hitting people with wrenches. He looks like a barista in this movie. Like he's got a barista haircut, like <laughs> like a Portland barista. He looks like there's like a little bit of a white savior element to this movie where he's like saving random poor black people in the city. You know. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but that's exactly right. I always think about that because. That that gets made fun of, I feel like, in the media. Like, it gets called out a lot so often that how does it keep still happening? Yeah, like, how how did this get made? Yeah. Like, this, uh, he's, he looks, he's like one step away from a homeless man in part of this trailer. Yeah, he looks like a hipster. He looks like a hipster lumberjack barista. Yeah. This just looks so bland. Uh, and now that you've, now that you've, like, put it into the ether this like white savior thing it's like making this even stupider i'm, I'm sitting here watching it as we're talking and it's just even it looks even st- stupider <laughs> it just doesn't look good i i'm not against adrian brody like i like him in king kong i like uh the pianist was a good movie and i did think he was a pretty good uh action guy in predators which was a the only good sequel to predator in my opinion but uh this one just this looks like a movie that they make 500 of this movie a year and it's just a I want to know who I'm getting Adrian Brody confused with. The the guy that that I feel like he's saying he he's 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 saying like real cheesy stuff, like real cheesy songs. I'm not a uh, real up on pop music. I listen to weird hipster music. So I'm of no use here. Weird che- weird cheesy singer dude is not coming up it's not giving me any anything on the googles weird cheesy singer i can't i got i can't help you here cheesy singer dude and i want to say he's saying like i dream a dream but that's les mis that's not him <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to what is that what we're even further what? away if, if anything white cheesy singer dude uh, Harry Connick Jr. No, no. Michael Bublé. No, it's not Bublé. He, to me, he in my mind's eye or whatever, he looks like Adrian Brody. He's that type of skinny white guy. I can't, I can't, I can't help you here. I don't know. I have no idea. It's gonna bother me. It's gonna bother me. There's, how are you gonna find this though? It seems impossible. This is the this is the hardest type of internet search where it's like you don't even know how to describe the guy. You just know that he exists in the corner of your mind and you have no idea even like what his first or his last name is or even a song that he's saying. Like there's a couple of songs that this guy's like known for. I'm trying to think of anyone who looks like Adrian Brody, but I just I don't know. He looks like he looks like the middle Pokemon between Owen Wilson and Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. That's why he was the, the third brother in Darjeeling Limited. Okay, now now I've got a promising list here. 
of like a bunch of white dudes. Well, they're not all white, but a bunch of white dudes are in this list. Yeah, they're all white. They're all white. I might get to. I found him. I did it. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. You confused Adrian Brody for Josh Groban. I did. That's uh, insane. Sadly, <laughs> I did. I, 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 I hate to admit it, but I did. That's a really weird mix-up. It's a very weird mix-up. But I watched this trailer going, what is the singer Josh Groban doing <laughs> in this? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, so in my mind, the trailer was like super cheesy because I was like, what is the singer doing in this? But it, it was Adrian Brody, guys. It's it's not. That's truly buck wild. So, you know, my bad, my mistake. I was wrong, okay? Yeah, but you were wrong in such a bizarre way. That uh, Were you even wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it may have come back around. <laughs> Yeah, was I even wrong? This is so bizarre. It can't be classified as wrong. Yeah, this is some new kind of thing. <laughs> this is some new thing. Uh, I don't I don't want to see this. Clean, I don't want to see it, Nick. This is almost like... That was so wrong that it was almost like synesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the most wrong I've been, folks. Episode 107 or whatever this is. But a new level, a new level, a new word is ne- is needed. Yep. All right, moving on. The next trailer we have here is How I Met Your Father. Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life, and how to fall in love in the age of dating apps and limitless options. This is a a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother, uh, mostly unrelated to How I Met Your Mother, uh, just loosely by association, starring Hilary Duff as uh, the Ted Mosby character's in this one, Sophie, and uh, Kim Cattrall narrating as the older Sophie, like Bob Saget narrated the original one. And uh, we got Josh Peck in this. We got uh, some other people I never heard of. And uh, I I gotta say, I love How I Met Your Mother. Uh, it, even the parts of it that aren't great. You know, I, I liked it. I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed the characters. Uh, not not all of the seasons are great. Not all of the characters have been great always. But I like the show overall. This looks really, really, really bad. Oh boy, real bad. I I'm I don't see this continuing on past one season. No, this it, it looks so bad. Um, in stark contrast to how bad this looks is how good Hillary Duff looks. I have. The biggest crush on Hillary Duff. I mean, I I am like have a I'm heavily attracted to Hillary Duff. I just want to say that. I don't know why I need to say that, but man, I just think she's a knockout. Uh, you'll brook no argument from me, Sir Ben. Uh, I I agree with you. I and I I guess I'm kind of sad that someone who I value is in something that looks so bad. Yeah, it's not a good-looking show. It's a, it's a good concept. I think they should have got her some better supporting characters. Like, How I Met Your Mother had, like, Jason Siegel and Allison Hannigan. Those are, like, people that I already knew and liked from other things. This just has Josh Peck. All right, he was, like, on Disney Channel shows. 
There's like uh, male nudity jokes in this that are just they fall so flat and they feel so forced. It's old. Like when he drops the when he drops the towel, it's just like guys, like what is this? It's old hat. It's just like this might have been funny in the '70s when nobody'd seen crap like this before. Yeah, this is uh, Three's Company level. Yeah, level. It's so bad. Here. I don't even want to watch this just to see Hillary Duff. It's a it's unfortunate when when someone that you want to watch do things is in something that you just find completely untenable. Yeah. So that it's gonna this exists or they've they've made it they're making it that's coming out. Uh, nothing can stop it now. <laughs> it's it's coming on some screen. Hulu screen near you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna even uh, check it it's, out. It's not gonna be on my screen. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Keep it. All right, so next up, we've got a trailer for American Siege, starring... Who's it starring? Bruce Willis. Brucey. Sadder than ever in this one. Oh, boy. Just... Listen, I stand by my one-week Bruce theory. I, uh, I, I, I'm certain you're correct. If you don't know my one-week Bruce theory, go back into the former episode, past episodes and listen, li- and listen to listen it. Listen to the plot of this. An ex-NYPD officer turned sheriff of a small rural Georgia town has to contend with a gang of thieves who have taken a wealthy doctor hostage. I honestly don't know if we've already talked about this movie. Uh, it's the same. It's the exact same as all these other stupid Bruce Willis movies. And and, and, and nothing like this happens in Georgia. You're, you're only doing this because you're filming in Atlanta. Yeah, that's 100% why. It's... They're making everything take place in Atlanta because they're filming in Atlanta. And this is just lazy. And, I mean, there's no way this is good. This is just, they're just pumping out these one-week Bruce Willis movies. I got a new theory. I got it. I got a weird theory. You want to hear this weird theory? This just came to me. Lightning has just struck my brain. I believe I've just had an apostrophe. Don't you mean a pivot? An epiphany to me. What if? All right. What if these Bruce Willis movies are a training program for new directors, and Bruce Willis has a big heart and wants to help bring up this new at these new action directors, and this is like these are all like a school or something. And it's like a training program. It's a good idea, but. The light has left his eyes. I see only darkness. Yeah, he's not into it enough to be like helping people out. Yeah, he he's empty. This is an empty man. Bruce Willis he's, he's is like man? the guy in in the third Indiana Jones movie who just has to sit in a cave because if he leaves he'll die. Like guarding the chalice, you know. Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's an excellent analogy. <laughs> that's what it is. It's like he has enough money from the Die Hard movies that he never really had to work again. And so he, when he does movies, it's it's really not for the money because he doesn't need the money. He's just like going through the motions because he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah, he's, he doesn't have any hobbies. He needs, to, he needs to keep moving or he'll die. Yeah. And, you know, Wes Anderson probably hasn't called him back. <laughs> I don't think he was in the... Well, he might be in the French Dispatch. I don't think so. But, yeah, Moonrise Kingdom is still the last time I've seen him have fun. Yep. Yeah, so this this is just an. I mean, this is not the last we will see of this kind of stuff with Bruce Willis. It's just not. Yeah, and there's this villain character in in this movie, and he's on the poster. 
He's so, this is a weird like it's is it the haircut? This guy's haircut is so weird. He looks honestly, he looks like a candlestick. <laughs> like the, he's got like this little <laughs> flame wick of hair on top of his mostly bald head. <laughs> That's extraordinarily accurate. That's exactly what this dude looks like a candle. Yeah, he looks like a, it's Bruce Willis versus a candle. It's Timothy V. Murphy. I don't know if he's somebody, uh, but he looks like a candle. This movie, we may have covered this already. It's impossible to know. <laughs> we apologize if we have already covered this several times. But the people the listening can't tell the difference either, so they're probably like, oh, another sad Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. They're not They're not even asking themselves, did they already cover this? Because they don't even know. They would not know if we were telling the truth or not. That's true. And, that, and that's how it is, folks. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll probably have another one for you next week with Bruce Willis in it, but... Uh, the, the last trailer, the Adele 8th trailer, is uh, a movie called The Now. This is a Bruce Willis, or not Bruce Willis, this is a Bill Murray uh, adjacent movie with uh, Dave Franco. A man decides to turn his life around after learning that he is the third member of his immediate family to be suicidal. Uh, this is a Fairly Brothers movie. I was really excited when I saw Bill Murray in the thumbnail for this, and then I clicked it and it said... Fairly Brothers movie, and I went, no, I do not care for those gentlemen. They made such classics as uh, Something About Mary and uh, The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, and I, I do like the movie Osmosis Jones that they made, with also with Bill Murray, so that's the only one I'm going to give them, though. I have never seen any of these movies, so I don't know. This movie also has Daryl Hannah in it, and uh, just shout out to Pris from Blade Runner and the best best death scene of all time. But uh, Bill Murray has a ponytail in this. That's kind of funny. They always give him funny hair. Like in the movie Kingpin, he had the the hangover or the the comb over, not hangover, comb over, uh, and then it like detached from his head, and it was like flying around when he was bowling. Is that movie? Ba- is that a, is that a spinoff of The Big Lebowski? No, it's not related, but. Uh, it's also about bowling. It's got Woody Harrelson. Sometimes there's some good jokes in these Fairly Brothers movies. Like, Fairly Brothers movies do have good jokes. Like, Something About Mary has some good jokes in it. But some of the stuff in these movies is too gross that it, I don't want to watch them. Oh, yeah, that hair bit in Something About Mary. That's sort of their sense of humor, and that's, that's not my sense of humor. So... It, it always makes me think of movies like Van Wilder, which I consider to be one of the worst things ever done by mankind. <laughs> Can't say that I've had the non-pleasure of seeing that. Yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds' movie. Mm, he's come he's come away from that. Yes, he has. Away from that. All right, well, that does it for the new, new trailers, folks, uh, which brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, before we get into the most recent one, uh, my friend Josh texted me and he had a late submission from the previous weeks where we asked what what movie moment you had the strongest emotional reaction to. So Josh said, "Rain over me." It's the he said it's definitely not a comedy, but it's Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. Adam Sandler lost his family in the 9/11 attack and is basically shut down and lives the same week over and over. Well, there's a scene where he breaks, starts to freak out, and tries to kill himself, and the whole scene just gets me sad. Hmm. It's a heavy movie, but. I understand that giving you a, a reaction like that then. Yeah. So the answers to last week's The Questions Times, uh, and if you'll remember, that was what movie or show prediction uh, that you've made ter- that, you know, that turned out to be accurate, which one of those are you most proud of? Uh, all right, so Bridget, why don't you do Bridget? All right. 
Bridget says, technically, this stems from a book first, but then it became a movie series. When Prisoner of Azkaban, the book, came out, and I read it, I predicted that Ron and Hermione would end up together and Ginny and Harry would end up together. A friend of mine at the time said it would be Harry and Hermione. We would argue about this incessantly. Well, Deathly Hallows came out, and I was right. I tracked this old friend down on Facebook later since we were in college and lost touch, and I DM'd her just to rub it in her face that I was right. <laughs> I love the pettiness. I love it. I, I also love that because that person was probably like there like being like, oh, I'm wrong, but I don't really talk to Bridget anymore, so this isn't going to... <laughs> One new message. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, there's no way she remembers. I, I, I weirdly remember this. There's no way Bridget remembers this. Well, Bridget has a long Ding. memory, friend, and she got you. Uh, you're burnt. Consider yourself burnt. Yep. Robo's is really short, so I'm going to read his, and then you can read Kevin's. Okay. Robo said, I had a feeling from the get-go that Endgame was a time travel movie. I love time travel. You know what, Robo? So do I. Love time travel, that is. Oh, we had so much speculation about Endgame, didn't we? We did. And uh, I was, since there's no record of it, I was right. I, I wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no record. All right, so here, so here's Kevin's. He said, Dear Trailer Blazers, I'm not someone who makes speculations for movies or shows, so I don't have any good answers for your questions times. But I'm thankful of all. Uh, I'm thankful all of the dumb and wild speculation for WandaVision was wrong. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me the greatest Trailsmith gift of all, Quick Mikolas. Speculation, spite, sincerely, Kevin. Quick, Quick Mikolas. That's a good one. Quick Mikolas, speculation, spite. Christmas time by the Christmas. From slight Mikolas to you. Yep, and Quick Nicholas is going to get get us right after I tell you that if you want to uh, email us, you can do so at... He said it wrong here. Or you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers. And uh, if you want to be extra special, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a five-star rating and re- review, Quick Nicholas is going to tell you what happens. Ho, 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 Fawesome. Merry Christmas. This is, this is Quick Mikolas on the dog sleds. I ain't got no run there. I got a couple of dogs, though. So listen here. Can't nobody tell the future. That's why it's called speculation. If you could tell the future, you'd be the richest person in the world. And you could probably stop disasters, too. You'd be like a hero. But ain't nobody can do that, you see. So what does that mean? Well, folks, it just means that because you don't know what's going to happen next, you need to live every day like it was your second to last day on earth. Don't live every day like it's your last because you won't get as much done. But if you live it like it's your second to last, you can get more done. That's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent. As always, I do have to correct myself. I said the email address wrong. It's trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. I accidentally deleted it off the outline. That is why I said it wrong, because I was trying to think of it, and so I just checked, and I was wrong. So email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. And for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm everything everywhere all at once. Happy Trailers. And I've been Moon, and I'm off to see a spider, the wonderful spider of the MCU. 
Happy Trailsers! Folks, we're just going to launch right into the video game section here because uh, it's pretty devoid of life. So uh, we, we, we have a couple. We have one thing to talk about mainly and uh, what we've been playing. So I'll just say I've, I started up the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. How's it look? It looks great. I'm playing Mass Effect 1. I only played that once, uh, my inaugural oh. playthrough. And this looks like how Mass Effect... It's, this looks like how I remember Mass Effect looking. Yeah. So it looks great. And I'm really excited to see how the next two look, if this one looks this good. But Do they have that... Do they leave the... Because you know you could choose to turn the grain off or on on that first game. Do they have that grain? Yeah, it's in there. You can still do that. So Everything's the same. It just looks nicer. Okay. I've I've beaten that first game probably six times. Oh, it's, um, it's my favorite game of all it's time. It's a great game. Uh, I have nothing negative to say about Mass Effect 1. I just did it once because I was so into Mass Effect 2 that I did that one over and over. Ah. Mass Effect 1, it it was like it was like the first time you I'm trying to think like it's like the first time you've you've experienced something that you have nothing to that you can compare it to. Yeah. I should point out that I didn't play it until Mass Effect 2 came out like when I didn't have an Xbox 360, but then I got one and I got Mass Effect 1 and 2 at the same time. So I went directly into Mass Effect 2. So then I have a thing with older games where I need to have the newer game, you know? So that's why I replayed Mass Effect 2 over and over and not 1. Yeah, that makes sense. But I do The menu love... system wasn't great in 1. Yeah, no. I'm I'm a little... like It's a lot easier now because I'm, I'm familiar with it. So I'm having a, an easier time with the equipment and stuff. But uh, apart from that, yeah, it's great. It's a great game. And, we know, and we're friends with Mark Muir. Oh yeah, that is true. We do know that. Isn't gentleman. that wild? Yeah, and Rana, uh, we know her. Too. Oh yeah, and Rana. Yeah. I know her a little better than him. Yeah, that's that was always when I when I was like when when um, Mark Mir would wish me a happy birthday on Facebook. I was like, what is my life? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, so I have been playing Battlefield twenty forty two, and I had a I had an interesting experience last night. So. So I have been playing this game without crossplay turned on. So I'm I've just been playing with PlayStation Five people. Okay. I turned on crossplay last night. Okay. Nick, it was a disaster. Were you just being like murdered by PC people? No. 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 It it introduced game killing bugs. Oh, like like what? It was like I opened the floodgates of bugs. Um, like I like I couldn't reload my weapon. I couldn't look down the sight of my weapon. Guys would just appear right in front of me and kill me. Like out of like I'll be running and then all of a sudden a guy will poof paw like like Nightcrawler in front of me <laughs> and, and kill me. <laughs> Did he kill you in, with a knife that said mutant rights? <laughs> no, he killed me with an automatic weapon, um, and it's it just like wild stuff. Like you're like you'd get in a vehicle and you'd press the zoom button to look down the sights, like in the vehicle, and it would just the stream would just go black, and you'd let go of the trigger, and it would be like I'm back, and then it would, you'd push the trigger and it'd go to black again. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Oh, and I couldn't revive anybody. Like so, you go to revive a teammate, and it wouldn't let me revive anybody. Huh. It was so 
it was so bad. I, I had to turn it off. Like I was, I was like, I, say, this I is unplayable. Just stick to the PS5 people. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'd say absolutely what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn off crossplay. Um, and so, so I turned that off, and then I started playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Excellent. And, and it is excellent. It's great. Um, the when you're in his bedroom in the very beginning, there all those Easter eggs. It's so fun. It's so fun. There's so like all the little model kits with like X23 and Alpha Flight yep, and stuff. Yep. Oh, I loved it. I loved the little. I was like, oh, these people know Marvel. Did you they get know to the Milano yet? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. he's got the Dazzler poster in his room too. Oh, I was just about to say the Dazzler, because uh, you know Dazzler's one of my favorite mutants of all time. Uh, I was waiting for you to to get to that. Yeah. No, that game is great, uh, and I I beat it. I played the whole thing. There's a reason it won Best Narrative at the Game Awards. It's, the story is really, really good. Yeah. So I'm loving that. I'm going to continue to play that. Um, and then there is a game that both of us are going to play, buddy, when it comes out. And do you know what that is? I know, but I want to hear it. I want you to tell me. Splinter Cell. And and what and what is this, Ben? Is it like a new Splinter Cell or like one that they could try and change the formula and, and ruin? Uh, no, no. There's no gambling here, Nick. This is a Splinter Cell 1 remaster. Uh, it's not even a remaster. They're making it from the ground up, but it's a remake of the game. A remake, yeah. I should say. I, Nicky's over here, verklempt over I'm here. I'm fanning myself. This is the best possible thing that could possibly happen for Splinter Cell because A, the first game is perfect. It's a great game. Uh, B, remaking it can only make it better. And see, it won't be like Splinter Cell Conviction where they turn it into a season of 24 and I hate it. Uh, the worst 60 bucks I ever spent. Um, yeah, this is the best video game news I've heard in uh, all time, maybe? This is uh, this is the best video game news since we learned about Bethesda making uh, Starfield. The only way that this could be any better is if they also remake Pandora Tomorrow and Chaos Theory. That really is the only thing, and I, I, I hope, here's my hope, and we, we already talked about this DMs, I hope this game sells like hotcakes and sausage, because if it does, then they will do that for Pandora tomorrow and, and Chaos Theory, and then we can, we can have the trilogy, and we can go back and play them again and again. Mm-hmm. They don't need to remake Double Agent or Conviction. Conviction can be thrown completely out of the earth, because it's the worst ever. But, uh, yeah, may remake those top three because, man, man, those are good games. They're so good. Chaos Theory is in my top five of all time. Like, I just I can't wait. I'm a Pandora Tomorrow guy. That was my favorite one. But, like, yeah, come on, just bring it. Give it, give it to us, precious. Just, just give me Just give me it. Let me have it. I want it. We want it. Okay, so that is the best video game news. Uh, that's a nice Christmas present to us, the news. And I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I don't. Like we said, this is a light episode. Um, our next one will be our Christmas special. It probably won't come out on the normal day. We're going to record it at a weird time, and it's going to be a weird format episode, and it'll come out around Christmas. So, look for that. But I don't know when yet. I'll let you know on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll be recording it in uh, i'll probably be in texas when we record it because i'll be in texas for christmas yeah 
but we'll get it done. Yeah, it'll be, and I'm really excited about the idea that we have for yep. it. Um, I think we, it's gonna be. I think really we mentioned it on on the on the actual podcast that Missy we were gonna get Missy to do it. So it's not like a secret format. But uh, I can never remember what we talk about on the podcast and what we talk about in real I life. I think because she agreed to do it from listening to the podcast and not us actually asking. So I'm also gonna leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, folks. Um, For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am a remake of Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and you can find me on the plane of Third Echelon. Happy Trailsers. <laughs>